everyone, and welcome to the Houston Element Podcast. My name is Missy, and I'm your host. And today, I got to share time and space with a local artist and someone I've become a really huge fan of recently. Super excited. Producer, songwriter, vocalist, bad mama jamma. We have... Miss Lillian Grace. Hello, nice to meet you. And nice to meet the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Pleasure to have you, ma'am. Yeah, it's great. I'm excited to be here. So for those that don't know, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So um I'm a singer, songwriter, and producer out of uh Sharpstown, Southwest Houston. Um, I am 20 years old and um yeah, I sing alternative pop music and I go um I sing mainly about overcoming addiction and living with trauma so yeah which you know being an artist you're already divulging personal stuff no matter what you know but I mean that's that's some heavy stuff man yeah yeah it's pretty heavy but um that's like my outlet it's always been my outlet since I was like a really young kid writing music about stuff I was going through so um if it can help other people then it makes it all all the better not if it will it will, you know, um, like me personally, it's like, you know, I love artists such as like, you know, SPM. And, you know, if you listen to SPM, it talks a lot about a culture few have lived. I haven't lived it, but it hits me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, saying like, even if I may have not gone through your exact experience, you know, your lyrics, your art form can move people who even haven't been in that situation as powerful. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I really love uh, connecting with my fans who have been impacted, um, even though it's it's a small majority right now, but um, it's really nice to connect with them and hear their stories and see how we relate. So. That's wonderful, man. So how did this music journey start for you? Um, it started when I was like 12, I guess. So I've been singing my whole life. Um, I grew up in private school. Um, musical theater, choir, stuff like that. And um, then at 12, I started songwriting. And um, then as a 13-year-old, I was like, dang, studio time is expensive for a kid who can't get a job yet. Um, So I was like, I'm just going to figure out how to do this myself. Um, And I told my parents, I was like, hey, give me 25 bucks a week. I'll clean the whole house. And, um, so I, I did that for a couple months and got myself a MIDI keyboard and a mic. And, um, they ended up giving me a computer for Christmas. And, um, I just learned how to use samples and logic and record in my own bedroom and made some pretty crappy, uh, mixes in the beginning. (laughs) I made a song called a coffee shop about my, my partner that I'm with actually currently. And, um, it's like kind of a Hobo Johnson, like spoken poetry word vibe, but you can't find it anymore. It's like scraped off the internet. <laughs> Hobo um, Johnson. Yeah. yeah. You don't know Hobo Johnson? Negative. Uh, he has a song called Peach Scone and he he's like a poet rapper. It's He's very interesting. Um, but yeah, I wanted to be Hobo Johnson for a little while. and That's how that song came out. And then um, I kind of delve into my addiction pretty hard for a couple years and uh, had to take a step back from music. And then um, basically in, 
yeah, in April, March or April of 2021, uh, I overdosed. And whenever um, I woke up, basically, and I was like, wow, like, I'm going to (laughs) die. So if I'm going to live, I'm going to be a musician. This is the only way that I'm going to be, like, satisfied um, with being alive and not doing things that harm me. Um, and so I got an internship at studio 713 and, uh, I cleaned toilets there for months. Uh, I got a free music video and, uh, learned social media marketing and here we are performing around Houston stuff like that. So that's how I got here. Well, first of all, I'm very glad to know that you're still here with us. Thank you. You know, thank goodness for that, you know, and, uh, it's paid off because you've been blessing me and a lot of other people with your wonderful music you know yeah I'll have uh two years sober uh off of hard drugs in April so well happy early anniversary thank you thank you wonderful that's wonderful man and you know I've seen you you know at paint the city you know things like that and a lot of open mics and things like that and you're doing your thing like you killing it dog you know what I'm saying you killing it and for coming also from your background and being so focused and strong that you're like, even though there's alcohol around me, it, it ain't no thing. Yeah. And alcohol was never really, um, like my, my problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not super tempting when I see other people doing it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But still, man, that, that's, you know, it, it's courage and it's a lot of fierceness, you know what I'm saying? Especially because you go out there, you're just killing the show, man. If you haven't seen this young lady yet at Paint the City or any open mics or at, at Super Fun Land yeah. that you performed at recently, y'all y'all wasting, wasting valuable time. It's some good stuff. It's some good stuff. I hope to see y'all soon. <laughs> so can you tell us, like, because you did a show last night. I'm just not going to air right away, but you did a show recently at Super Happy Fun Land. So mm-hmm. how was that? Um, it was really cool. Uh, I've been trying to practice my networking a little bit more. And um, those shows are typically smaller. And um, got there, went with a group of my friends and ended up networking with a couple artists there uh, who were super sweet. Um, and then went home cause I had work the next morning. Um, but I also have shows coming up. Uh, I'll probably be at paint the city this week. I go every other week. And then, um, I have a show, the matrimony show. I'm sorry if I got that wrong, but it's an all female showcase. Um, so it'll be really cool if any of y'all want to come out. And then I also have a show called uh, Love Shit that's coming up. And it's an R&B showcase hosted by Mac You Funny. Um, so he's a really cool dude. I've known him for a while now. Um, and that'd be also really cool if y'all want to come out. So. <laughs> so how has your experience been thus far playing at these different venues around Houston? Um, it's been really cool. Uh, at first, I was kind of shy. Uh, I feel like Houston's a very big hip-hop scene. and it's great. I, I've, I grew up in a very conservative household and I didn't listen to a lot of hip hop, but now my ear is definitely changed because of all the artists that I've seen. And, um, I, it's cool to be able to sing a different genre than what most people are performing and have everybody still accept you and, um, think that you're doing cool stuff. So I was really nervous in the beginning to think that nobody would want to hear my sound because a lot of people do hip hop, but People like alternative pop music too. So that's cool. 
I mean, you know, and I like Paint the City event because, like, it feels like it's just a place for music heads and artists. You know, it's like there may be a predominant rap, you know, performances, but like when you play, girl, I see them. I see them. I'm one of them. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, people are feeling it. They're vibing it. You know, they're responding positively. Yeah, I, I really like Paint the City. It's my favorite open mic overall. Um, I used to perform at the Red Dwarf. It's now called uh, The Garden, I think. It's on McGowan. And um, that was also kind of a, a, a rap-dominated thing. So I'm just saying, like, overall, um, with all the different venues I've gone to. But definitely Paint the City is my favorite uh, open mic to go to. They're super sweet and um, very family-oriented, it feels like, amongst the artists. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure, man. So... How did you get this in like music production? Like what made you decide that you wanted to take on the role? Because you're, you're you're creating, you're writing, you're singing, you're performing. You know, what made you want to create, take on that role as well? Um, I have a couple different producers that uh, I actually got into as a in middle school and stuff. So um, Jimmy Napes is Sam Smith's producer. And um, I just fell in love with Sam Smith. And then eventually I kind of figured out about Jimmy Napes through like social media. So I would love to meet Jimmy Napes one day um, and just like pick his brain. And then the other, um, like the, I guess there's a, there's a track off of Malcolm Moore and Ryan Lewis album um, called Bomb Bomb. And it's just Ryan Lewis uh, instrumental. And it goes crazy. It just has all different kinds of sound effects. And I love noises that, or songs that have so many noises in them, but they all blend so beautifully. Um, and so those producers kind of got me into it and kind of taught me, hey, like, this is what producing is. Like, it's a whole thing. Um, and like I said a little bit earlier, like, I at 13, I couldn't really afford to pay for a producer. I couldn't really afford to pay for an engineer. So I just knew I had to figure it out myself. And I fell in love with it um, as soon as I, you know, started being able to make things that my brain was telling me I could hear. So, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> so what kind of tools do you like to use, like, like from when you started to now, as far as, you know, for recording, mixing, producing? Um, I use Logic for the most part. Um, I'm a sample producer also for the most part. I would like to hone my craft a little bit more to make my own samples. Um, but, uh, as of right now, I just use, uh, Apple loops (laughs) and I have a MIDI keyboard. I have a mic. I don't remember. Um, as of right now, I go to other studios and have them record me. Okay. So, um, I'm gonna move to Nashville in a couple months and, uh, I hope to build my own setup and learn how to do everything myself. And I'll have more of a list of gear for you once I get there. Oh, Nashville, y'all better watch out, okay? We might be we might be rap hip-hop over here dominated, but y'all better watch out. She bringing the soul power over there, honey. Oh, honey, they ain't ready. They ain't ready, but they gonna learn. They gonna learn. They gonna learn. They will oh, learn. my goodness. Yeah. How exciting. Because mm-hmm. Nash- I presume because Nashville is like one of the biggest music cities around. Yeah, for real. And um, I, I actually, I wanted to move to New York originally, Um, but it's so expensive and, um, I felt like LA would be a little too fake for me. Uh, I just didn't think I'd fit in with a lot of people there and I've never lived anywhere outside of Houston, like long-term. So, uh, I felt like Nashville was more Southern, kind of more 
like close to what I'm already used to. Mm-hmm. So it was just a good fit. And, you know, I think of Nashville, I think of Dolly Parton. And that is the most <laughs> Southern hospitality you're going to get. So, yeah, I, I can fill you on that, you know. And you're still close to Texas, so you can still see your family if you want to, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my my partner is also from uh, Texas, so he has family here. And he's very close to his family. So we'll be back in Houston every once in a while. I guarantee it. Excellent. Excellent, man. So are you already like planning on like any kind of venues you'd like to hit up in Nashville or particular that you'd like to do, perform next? Um, no, uh, I really am just looking forward to diving into a completely new music scene. I've been to pretty much every major venue in Houston, not performance wise, but um, as an audience member. And I just want to take all that in a new environment, new music, new music, like new musicians. Um, I'm really excited to rediscover that feeling again so oh man that's gonna be so exciting so exciting yeah so can you tell us a little bit about what kind of things do you like uh, elements do you like in your music when it comes to you know the mixing producing whether you're doing it or another engineer like any kind of special effects instrumentals you really enjoy I really like reverb on my vocals um I think I have a very powerful dynamic voice already and to add that, just a, the perfect amount of reverb is just it's perfect. Um, I like uh, delay sometimes. It, it just really depends on the message that I'm trying to convey in the song. Because um, a lot of the sounds that I make, like they have a personal reason behind it. So, for example, um, I have a song out called Got to Know. And it's about my relationship with my parents and my, uh, and my childhood. And my mom, like, raised me on, like, Michael Jackson and uh, Mary J. Blige. Very soulful uh, R&B sound. And that song has a lot of R&B influence in it. Um, so I would like the, you know, the engineer, I guess, to reflect that in my vocals. I, I, I can vouch for that, okay? Because this, this, this mama right here, she's she's got an organ in them things, honey. I mean, man, them pipes, them pipes are something else, dog. Them pipes are something else, okay? Like, really, hey, listen to this, okay? Don't just listen on Spotify, Apple Music, where all her stuff is. Y'all need to go. Yeah. Okay? You need to go. Especially Please before. come see me. I'll give you a hug for free. Yes. For free. Yes. Good vibes for free, dog. Good vibes for free, dog. You can't pass that up. Have you uh, worked in various different studios when you st- when you record, or do you like to record in the same studio? Um, my journey's really started uh, with all of that. Um, like I said, I started my internship at Studio Seven One Three, and uh, interns were able to record there for free, basically, um, and just like hone their craft. And so I worked with an engineer uh, there for for my first release ever, and. Um, for a lot of the singles that are art, that are out now. Um, but through making connections and meeting more people in the Houston music scene, um, I just recorded like five new songs uh, with a new engineer and producer. Um, and it's cool to hear the differences in how people make things. Um, and it's all also for me, it's about um, environment. It's about me feeling comfortable with the people that I'm creating with. And um, I can say that the second time around with the different producer and engineer, uh, I felt a lot more comfortable. Um, I felt a lot safer to to speak up and collaborate and not just like be like, 
oh, okay, thank you so much for doing this for me. I'm not going to like give you any notes or changes. Um, so that was really great. Did you think that they, in comparison, was it just because maybe at the first time you were unfamiliar with the the scenario or was the second engineer just a little more? They were just more person, personable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't want to bad talk anybody. Like I have uh, a lot of respect for 713. Um, yeah, I'll just say that. There I have a lot of respect for 713. I, uh, the second uh, engineer was just a lot more personable um, and and friendly. <laughs> those, 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 that's the, that's one of the kind of things that I that uh, I think uh, really is important, especially for you know the artists, because you know, w- like we as engineers, we're just kind of like the geeks behind the computer thing, you know. But it's like y'all are bearing your souls, and we need to be good, receptive, almost like nurses. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You're a patient. You're coming in. You you got a wound, but you're really recording. Yeah. We need to be make sure we pass it. You need extra pillows, baby. I got you. You need some lights. I got you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever you need, you know. But we also need uh, the engineer to be like, hey, look, this don't sound good. <laughs> yeah. We need, we need to do something else. So it's a, it's a fine line. It's uh it's kind of the thing of, hey, we're nice to you and you're cool and we like what you're doing. But also I think that if you did it this way, let's try it, you know, and see how it sounds. And if it's better then it's better and you like it, if not, we'll go back and do it how you wanted to originally. Um, and I think that co- collaboration is a big piece of uh, making music in, as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Because just like a good nurse isn't going to let you fall out of your bed and just lie on the floor, you know, an engineer is not going to be like, ooh. That was that was not that was not C. That was not C. That was that baby. Was that was that was that Batman symbol? I don't even know what that was. Like, don't don't let that go. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that when the engineers caring about the piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good that you, you know, you were able to find, you know, an engineer that knew how to how to work with you. Cause I feel like a lot of it is telepathic, you know, it's like you're not saying nothing. You're just like yeah it's like please make my song sound great yeah um but like for example uh i have a song coming out called the rest and it has a really slow build up but it's very intense and so my engineer was like hey what do you think about this and he cut out the whole build up because he wanted you know people have shorter attention spans nowadays and so he was like hey i just don't think people are gonna like stick around and i was like no i like the build-up i put it there for a a reason (laughs) and he put it back no big deal no feelings were hurt and we went 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 on with the session so yeah yeah yeah. uh yeah some engineers may be thinking about earworms you know kind of thing but we also need to understand the the art behind the project yeah you know what i'm saying i mean look at look I'm not going to name it, you know, I'm not going to name it. But some some people be having these 13 long songs and you're like, dog, dog. It's like reading Anne Rice. No, excuse me. It's like listening to an Anne Rice novel. Bruh, can we just get to the point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never made a song longer than like four minutes. Yeah. But I, I personally appreciate all the theatrics in a song. You know, so if you got four minutes of silence, but there's a purpose to it, I'm like, no, don't skip it. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. I have an album that has 13 minutes of silence. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. It, 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 it's a it, trust in the process. 
the, that fo- that 14th minute has a great beat drop. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, seriously. Like when, when you know it's 14 minutes because it hits it just like, oh God. Oh my God. Yes, I, I can appreciate. I, I like a little suspense, you know, same mm. kind of thing. You know, it's like, mm, like, where are we going with this? And then, then you hear that drop and you're like, oh, finally. Oh, man, music is the best thing. Okay, I'm trying not to get adult in here, but it's it's happening a little bit. I'm sorry. My <laughs> coochie burning. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when you're bringing in that heat, when you're bringing in that heat, son, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you know. Young ears, I need to let you know the music is the heat, okay? Music is the heat, baby. <laughs> and so speaking of your projects, your recent projects, you, girl, you were busy last year. You have Till I Die, No Longer, Got to Know, which you talked about, PTSD, and Marquee, and Repair My Soul that you came out with last year. Yeah, yeah. So my goodness, honey, what, 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 was, what was last year? Where did the inspiration come from for all these projects? Um, I was just healing. And that's like the best way to put it. Um, I had a lot of traumatic things happen to me as a teenager and um, I wasn't able to to fully um, participate in the recording process and becoming a musician because I was a minor. And then once I got clean and I started rebuilding my relationships and building um, myself as an artist, um, I just had so much to say. And so a lot of these songs that are out now are... Um, Till I Die is a love song about my current partner. Um, I, I, like I mentioned before, I'm 20 and I've known him since I was like 15, 16. Uh, so we haven't been together that entire time, but I, I really feel like I'll be with them till I die. And, um, got to know, I've already spoken on PTSD was about my experience suffering with PTSD. Um, I witnessed a death and so I have visual um, hallucinations, um, sometimes due to that traumatic event. And I wrote the song and I actually played it for the owner of 713 and he told me not to release it. And you told me, Hey, like you have an Adele voice. You shouldn't be making rock music or emo music. And I did it anyway. And that was one of my most like listened to songs on Spotify, (laughs) which I think is really interesting. Um, but that song has a really deep, uh, connection to me in my heart because of my friend who had passed away and, um, just everything that had happened to me at that time. And I'm glad that people who have PTSD can relate to it and feel like it's an anthem for them. And I have a line in there that says, um, uh, damaged, but perfect by design. Cause I feel like people who have mental illness, like you can say that we're damaged, you know, we're, we might have be broken, but this is what was supposed to happen for us to fulfill, um, our purpose. Um, so that's PTSD. I can go on and on about that song. <laughs> no longer is kind of, a a sequel to PTSD. It's about a bunch of people who, uh, betrayed me after my friend's death. Uh, and it's just like, they try to come back in my life, like later on, um, and try to be friends with me again. I was like, yo, what's up? Why are you being fake? What's up? Yeah. Uh, so we're no longer who we used to be. <laughs> and then Repair My Soul is about um, addiction, actually. Um, it's kind of hard to tell because it's such a pop anthem a little bit. Um, I went to Freaky Deaky, which is an EDM festival out in Baytown. And I came back and I produced the whole track because I was so wow. amazed with all of the DJs. Um, at Freaky Deaky. 
And um, basically how the, how the lyrics came about was I was six months sober and uh, my drug of choice was cocaine. And so I was like, dang, I'm still craving this thing. I've been clean off this thing for six months and I still want it. It almost killed me. Why? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> so I wrote repair my soul because I wanted to repair my soul from all of the cravings and stuff like that. And then Marquis is about a, a guy that, uh, I had a crush on and basically he did not want to commit to me, but he would do a lot of boyfriend like things for me. So like I met the parents, we went on dinner dates, but I'm not ready for commitment. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, and then he tried to come back in my life around the time that a song came out. Actually, it was really weird. But yeah, I think I think that's all of them. Yeah, I think I talked about all of them. <laughs> but <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, oh man, where I need to pick up my purse. You know that. <laughs> and you best, you guys better be ready because I got five more. Like I said, so it's going to be kind of a similar drop process. One song a month. I'm kind of waiting till I get to Nashville and settle down before I start releasing things because it's stressful to do all the things I do, plan a move cross country and be releasing music. <laughs> it's just a little much. I, I mean, <laughs> you you pretty boss, you know what I'm saying? But that don't mean you got to go ride in metal on metal, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would be burn out, burned out. Because um, I, I also, I don't know if uh, you've ever looked at my YouTube channel, but all of my lyric videos, I make all those myself. I saw that. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. So I would have to make all the lyric videos, um, all the little TikTok ads that I would make. I made probably like 10 to 15 of those per song. And I just don't have time like I did uh, last year uh, to sit down and make all of those things. Yeah. yeah. No, I... I, I- yeah (laughs) but all the songs are ready all the covers have been shot it's just a matter of uploading them to DistroKid and releasing them so yes yes so I'm still kind of new to all of these certain platforms like I've seen DistroKid and Tidal Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that right you know kind of thing you know TD Baby yeah Mm -hmm. so what platforms you know um have been you would you recommend the best and when it, as far as coming releasing music, especially for an indie artist? Um, I think DistroKid's really good. Uh, you can start off by paying 20 bucks a year. Um, my only recommendation for people who are starting to get into it and learning about distribution is um, DistroKid does have a thing where if you don't pay them anymore, so if, you know, you just stop paying your 20 bucks a year, they will take your music down. Yeah, so they'll take your music down, but if you pay, I think, you don't quote me, but if you pay maybe like another 12 bucks for each song that you drop, even if you discontinue your membership with DistroKid, your your music's safe and it's still up there. So um, DistroKid's the only one that I've really used personally, um, but I just want to like let people know, it's like, hey, if you want your music to be completely 100% safe and you don't want to keep paying your DistroKid for whatever reason, make sure that you pay your fee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, it gets a little overwhelming with all these platforms and their rules and things like that. And bless your heart. You are just, honey, you are leading the whole troops from all corners. She said, I do my own advertising. I do my lyric video. I write it. I produce, man, honey, honey. Well, I do all and you my don't burn out. Work. And you don't burn out. 
Oh, I'm tired. Oh my goodness, honey. Yeah. If you were a candlestick, you would be wrapped around the world. My goodness. Lord of mercy. Very impressive, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm just I'm just dedicated and I, I want people to hear my message and I want people to be impacted by it. So I gotta do whatever I gotta do mm-hmm. to make sure that happens. Now you did release one music video for your song PTSD, mm-hmm. you know, which was very powerful. So can you tell us a little bit about how the music uh, video production was for that project? Um, it was really cool, actually. So there's actually a very interesting backstory behind how the video even came about. So like I, uh, during my internship, I scrubbed toilets. And when I mean like I scrubbed toilets, like I've cleaned vomit off toilets. I cleaned the whole studio, mopped it at least twice a week. And, um, one day the video producer at, uh, 713, he came up to me and he said, Hey, Merry Christmas. We're going to give you a free $1,500 music video because we, we see how hard you've been working. I flip out. So of course I have these six songs. I had no idea which one I was going to pick. And, um, at that time I, my life was very like spiritually was guided by my dead friends. I have three friends who have passed away. And so um, I thought this was kind of like them working their magic from the other side at the time. But um, basically I played the video interns, all of the songs said, Hey, we can do whatever one you want. You guys can pick, they pick PTSD. And I was like, wow, that's crazy that the song about my friends who have passed away is like, the one we're doing. And it was really uh, therapeutic to be able to explain this story and explain the context. And they were super great about um, being sensitive to the topic uh, and making sure that if any of my friend's family members had seen it, that it wouldn't, you know, personally offend them. Um, And it was very respectful in my opinion of what happened. And, um, they, they were very kind. They were like, hey, this is a very intense story that we're telling. Um, are you sure you're going to be okay, like, reliving all of this? Um, and I said, yeah, I want to I wanna go to a forest or a park because that's where it happened, like, in real life. And um, I, I wanted to be covered in blood in the video because that's something else that had happened in real life. And um, it was just very important to me to get this, like, story told because no matter if you're, you know, a veteran who's gone to war or, you know, you've, um, seen gun violence or, um, even, you know, sexual trauma, like there's all different kinds of PTSD. And I just wanted people to feel heard and represent it. Um, knowing that it's not just something that happens to people who go to war. Um, and that was really important to me with the production of the video. Yeah, uh, th- those kind of projects, I really, you know, like, well, you know, those are very special projects that want to handle with care. And, and I appreciate that you and the whole crew took very meticulous care, making sure that it was done in good taste, but got your vision across, you know, because, mm-hmm. but man, I, mean, I can't stop saying how, what a trooper you are, because I mean, my condolences, of course, yeah. you know, to them, you know. 
they're not gone. You know what I'm saying? They're still doing their thing. They vibing, obviously, you know what I'm saying? You've seen all this success happening kind of things, you know, but that's, that's powerful, man. Yeah. Yeah. man. and, uh, I miss my friends all the time. It's been maybe like, yeah, it's been like three years coming up on four years since mm-hmm. they've passed or at least the first one. And then the other two, it's been three years. Um, it's been a long journey. I've had to like learn how to heal and, Oops. uh, I've had to learn how to let go a lot, but um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I mean, I, unfortunately, I would change the fact that my friends are gone, but you know where I'm at now, I wouldn't change. Yeah, I, I just love the idea of immortalizing some someone's memory in music and art, though. You know, I think that's the most purest form of remembering someone that you really care about. So kudos to you, man. Yeah, thanks, man. I mean, I know I'm a big old sap, you know, but that's because I'm human, damn it. And actually, uh, my <laughs> one of my friends, his favorite rapper was Little Peep. Um, and uh, yeah, so kind of a big thing for me was being able to one day be able to go on stage and, you know, sing a Little Peep song. You know what I mean? Aww. Like uh, either on like my friend's birthday or um, something like that. Or just to be able to like see, like say his name and like have people respond and be like, yeah, like. We miss him. Like, fuck, yeah. you know, he was important because he w- he impacted a lot of people when he was alive. So, yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. Thank you know what I'm saying? It's beautiful, man, you know? And whether it's five minutes or five hours or five years, that time is, is immortalized, you know, mm-hmm. in your art. And that's beautiful, man. Thank you. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, rest in peace, buddies. Rest in peace, all of y'all, all of y'all. Y'all make me cry, I didn't even know. Shame on you. <laughs> Jesus, a good thing I didn't put on no makeup. I'd be real upset, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, whatever, it's okay. It's all right, we good, we good in the neighborhood. We got you this, want, we got wanna, this. You want a hand hug? Oh, yes, yes, here, here, hold on, let me drop my hand. It's all, it's just, you know, yeah, yeah, we're going to do a yes, hand hug. Yes, yeah, yes, there, there we go, there we go, <laughs> yes. So you mentioned you got some projects that you got in the works coming up for this year. So we can get a little sneak peek of what we can be expecting. Yeah. um, I think I'm going a little more emo, honestly. Um, More relaxed emo. It's not as intense as PTSD, um, but definitely a lot more guitar. um, uh, More stuff on addiction. Uh, I have a song about one of my friends who's still alive. And uh, they ha- they went through a pretty bad alcohol um, addiction. And it was really hard to watch. And so I wrote a song about that. And um, I, I had a lot of family members who were hypocritical of me. Uh, addiction runs in my family, but I can't, it kind of became the black sheep of my family because I had an addiction. Isn't that weird? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I wrote a song uh, called To My Face, uh, which all of my friends really love. And I'm really excited to drop it um, about my family members and the ones who had been hypocritical to me and certain people that I've had to cut off um, due to that situation. And um, I have a song called Alive. And <laughs> I, uh, I have a sentence that I say that most people are like, wow, that's a very interesting sentence. And I go, everyone loves the funky songs about my mom. <laughs> So I have a I have a song called Alive that I've been performing at Paint the City a couple times and people really like it. And um, it's about my relationship with my mom and kind of being like, hey, I'm an adult. I don't need you no more. <laughs> um, but me and my mom actually have a really great relationship now. 
Um, but I wrote it at a time where we were like iffy. And then, um, what's the other one? Oh, Gods of Athens. I have another one that's more R&B style love song. Once again, about my partner and, uh, the other one, uh, I forgot it off the top of my head, but I guarantee it's great. <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. I believe you. Cause so far you have not let me down, madam. You Thank have you. not let me down. <laughs> So you say you've been releasing singles once a month? Yeah. On a rent. Yeah. So my if goodness. I, yeah, I was really trying to push for, for February to be the first uh drop date so I could, you know, continue to stay relevant um in the ever growing music scene, you know. I don't know if uh you guys all know this, but there's at least sixty thousand songs that are uploaded to Spotify like every day. So it's kind of just a thing of you you got to be releasing at least like once a month or like every, once every two weeks to keep up with the amount of yeah. of artists that are so talented, um, and so that's why I got to keep grinding. But I'm gonna take a little bit longer of a break. Sorry to my fans um, because your girl's making moves. Your girl's making moves. <laughs> <laughs> literally literally mm, like i i gotta shoot tomorrow actually oh wow yeah. with that yeah nice. yeah mm-hmm. so um just never never stopping i won't be able to get to some sleep till probably sunday morning i haven't gotten much sleep since wednesday no no <laughs> well uh, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your knowledge with us, though, man. Oh, th- no problem. I'd love to come on anytime you want me to. Yeah, man. And I'm, and it's, it, and I mean, I'm not trying to be biased, but it's an special treat, you know, to get the female perspective on this as, as engineer and as artist too. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we unicorns in this mug. I mean, we, we are unicorns. And if there's any other unicorns out there, know that you're special and know your worth because you are bad. Bitch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> look, look. You know, just, just, just be a nice engineer. I don't. Uh, whatever your chromosome is, whatever your pronoun is, baby, we love you. Just be nice. Yeah. Be okay? nice. Be nice. <laughs> and 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 remember, you're the nurse in that studio. Okay. Don't let your patient fall out of the bed. Don't just leave them there. <laughs> Man, look. Okay. Waves auto tune. Andres can only go so far, bruh. Okay, don't don't tell them it's C when it's A, <laughs> please. Yeah. No, no. I don't care if you know music theory. That's off. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't know music theory, just say, that's whack. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're like, you can do better. I know you can. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Let's try that one again. Yes. Go again. <laughs> do you have any last little bit of advice for the listeners? Um, breathe. Go to therapy. Take care of yourselves. Um, know that you're special and that you deserve to to be here. Hit rewind and play and make a loop out of it. Okay. If you don't have Fruity Loops, if you don't have Logic, if you don't have uh, Ableton, uh, Splice will help you make that loop. Or we can you can upload it to Spotify and just press repeat. <laughs> That too. That too. Okay. All right. Remember. Yeah. Remember, because you 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 guys deserve happiness and you deserve peace. Okay. Mm-hmm. You heard it from Miss Grace yourself. Remember that. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. 
And thank you, Miss Lillian Grace, for joining us this week. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. It was a pleasure having you, man. And we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.